You're listening to Incorporating Superpowers with the Voice of Reason, risk mitigation expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Justin Reckla. Get ready to rip apart the veil as we dismantle old school business and prepare for what comes next. Business will never be the same. Welcome to another episode of Incorporating Superpowers. I'm your host, Justin Reckla, and today we are talking to John Quirk. Uh, I'm going to commonly, I'm going to refer to John as the first responder yogi, uh, and that's really what we're talking about today. We're talking about the health and wellness of uh, not just the, the the first responders out there, but their families as well. Uh, John has transformed his life from being in the corporate world, and he's transferred over into the health and wellness uh, healing space, and in in really providing some really unique uh, solutions to those in need. You know, first responders are very close to my heart being in the military and, and you know, coming from that world, you just see a different side of the house and the, the level of stress that, that those guys and gals go through, the stress that their families go through is, uh, is a lot. Um, and John's on a mission to help shape all of that differently and provide solutions uh, to those that are that are first responders, their families, and those that are just actually looking for new ways of tapping into their own health and well-being. So, John, welcome to the show today. Thanks, Justin. I really appreciate you having me, pal. It's a pleasure. This is, you know, you, you I think, are, are like, like so many, you've had this awakening of wow I, I can do things better what what led you from well first and foremost let's highlight what what was the corporate job and, and how did you transition yeah so i used to be a television producer in new york city uh one of those jobs where you wake up every day and you go oh no you know um your calendar looks full you never know what the day is going to bring in terms of, i worked in breaking news so you're just kind of pins and needles all day waiting for the next thing to happen I can remember eating lunch and having a laptop, a computer and six screens and being like going to take a bite and then like, you know, news breaks and it's just you drop and you run. And um, so that was kind of my background. And I, I touched a lot of different parts of the journalism sector. I was a writer, a producer. A, um, I took photographs for a while. So I got a little taste of everything and then sort of found my niche in the television world. And um, towards the end, I, I just was, I was feeling that burnout where you wake up in the morning and you don't want to go to work anymore. You hate getting on the bus. You, you know, don't want to ride in the subway and you're sort of waiting for Friday and then Friday comes and then you're dreading Monday. And that sort of became the, the cycle for me for a long time. And then this, the most amazing thing happened. Um, I took a job at a startup and sort of changed gears from the news sector. And, um, I still, I, I was in sports and I was getting to wear jeans to work and I was watching football all day and you were like, oh my God, that must be so great. And I was like, it, it isn't though. And so something was really missing for me. And I, I, I just felt like I wasn't being of service to anybody. I, I had this real philanthropic itch to scratch and it just wasn't happening. And then the most amazing thing that happened, I got fired <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, because the passion yes. was there. Yeah. And I walked out and I'll never forget this. I called my father and I said, hey. I just got fired and he goes, how are you doing? And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I, I like actually good maybe. And I was like, there's a yoga class in a little while and I'm going to go do that. And then I might just go to the park and just, just have a day for myself. And I hadn't done that. I mean, self care in so long. And I took that yoga class and it was one of those where I'm sure many of your listeners have that experience where it just, it feels like it's for you. Like what the teacher is saying, the message, 
just the way I felt about myself in that moment. And, and that teacher in particular um, was a teacher I had, had had classes with for a long time. And I said, man, she's made me feel so good and uh, has helped me so much. And I said, I want to do that for other people. So I went on a mission. I, I kind of, I, I didn't apply to any corporate jobs. I went into a yoga teacher training and a really disciplined teacher would have me come early and mop the floors and, and really kick me in the butt. And it was exactly what I needed at that point. And I needed to kind of turn, turn things around. And after I left that, I, I started teaching classes. And for a lot of yoga teachers, we, we try to, to make a living doing that at 20 classes a week and it's running around. I'll never forget my first yoga class. I, I made $7 and 85 cents. Uh, teach that class <laughs> after the bagel and the, the subway fee. So, um, but I was hooked. Like I just, I, I, I knew I was making people feel better and that was the first, the first goal. And then I, I said the money and everything else will follow. And it was sketchy there for a while. I mean, you start cutting away at your savings and you look up each month and that rent check keeps kind of cutting you and cutting you and cutting you. And I got right down to the end of it and I was like, man, I, I don't know if this is going to work. And I had this, uh, I had this incredible vision. I was watching the, um, uh, National Geographic one night and I saw this whole thing about Costa Rica and I was like man I was like it's really cool to go to Costa Rica and do a bunch of yoga and and surf and uh and I said maybe I should like bring people I didn't even know what a retreat was I didn't know what a yoga retreat was and um I just started telling people about it and then the other craziest thing that's ever happened to me was that people just started giving me money and I was like I didn't have a venue or website I didn't have anything yeah. going on so and then, you know, over the years, I, I've gone to Bali and I've started to do bigger projects with more teachers and uh, more moving parts. And um, we started to build programs and I've involved actual therapists and I've learned a lot from that community. And then um, I met a gentleman named Stephen Odom and he runs this program called Shift Wellness up in Orange County. And so that's where I started to get into the first responder community. And I met a gentleman by the name Matt Fiorenza, who's a, a firefighter up in Anaheim and who teaches warrior meditation two firefighters. And what's really cool about Steven's team is they're all directly connected to the first responder community. So they're either well, have been. Well, I, I want to dive in there. I want to pause right quick because this is really the, the meat and the potatoes of what I want to get into here is, is understanding this. And so folks, I mean, if you know a firefighter, you know, first responder, you know, if you interact with them, if there's somebody in your life, you, you see and understand the level of stress that they're getting into. And the backstory that John just shared is one that so many people are coming into this, having this awareness of like, we got to take care of better care of ourselves, but we have to have these resources. And so John, before we go on break, where can people go find more information about you? Yeah. So you can find us at uh, SoCalWellnessRetreats.com. It's my website that'll link you into all the retreats that we do. Um, for anybody that wants to get involved on the philanthropic side, crownfirebellas.org is the organization that we crowdfund and we, we fundraise for these events. And then shiftwellness.com um, is if you actually know somebody that wants to go on these specific retreats, whether it's a uh, first responder or a spouse or a family member of a first responder. Fantastic. Folks, go take a look at that. When we get back, we're going to dive into the real meat potatoes of this conversation of what that means what it looks like for implementing that wellness into the first responder world and if you haven't downloaded the superpower network app yet go download it superpowerexperts.com forward slash the net we'll be right back Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. 
We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. All right. Welcome back to Superpower Experts. This is the Incorporating Superpower Show. I'm your host, Justin Rekla. And before the break, we were talking to John Quirk, who, you know, for all intents and purposes, one could take a look at the corporate life that he built up in New York producing TV shows. One could go as far as to say that he, that, that's like a dream job, right? I mean, I was a counterintelligence agent. I get it. I mean, I, I, I had set out to have this dream and I was in the spy world and, and all those kinds of things, right? It's like, how does it get any better than this? And yet there was still this piece of me that was like, this doesn't resonate anymore. You can do better. You can take the skills that you've learned and you can do better. And as we heard before the break, we heard John's story of how it led him to working with firefighters in, the, in, Orange, in Orange County and what that looks like. So let's examine that. John, you've been, you transitioned from corporate world. You're, you're now doing, you, you've gone all through the yoga treats and the practices. You made your first, you know, seven bucks, like you said. Um, <laughs> and, but what you found is that you, what you, what really was feeding you was the, the fact that you were helping people and that they were benefiting from what you were teaching them and sharing them. And I think that's really what drives a lot of people. And it's so, so needed in the first responder space. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in that, that field that they get the brunt of just the, I'm going to say bullshit from society, the judgment from society, and they're taken for granted and that they, they still show up all the time. Right. And, and they're, and while they don't make, not necessarily getting directly attacked, you know, people that, you know, don't like firefighters or don't like police or don't like the people that are in authority, but not they're there for, they're there for a reason. They're there to assist. They're there to help. And they're doing the job that other people don't do, can't do, won't do. And it's stressful. It, 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 it weighs on those individuals. It weighs on their families. So talk to me a little bit more about how are you integrating your retreats into um, it, well, it's, it's taken down in two parts. Let's look at the organizations, the fire departments and the firefighters, the police officers, those folks. How are you integrating what you do into those organizations? Yeah, so like you mentioned, you know, my background was corporate into um, yoga, mindfulness, meditation, breath work. Um, and those skills have been, you know, easily translatable to my background, my, my corporate background and people that come from that space. And that's where I've been really able to meet people. And then when I met Stephen Odom from Orange County, you know, he has a, a background in literal clinical psychology. And so he works with first responders and their families and, and works specifically with PTSD. So he was kind of the, the, the fill in, you know, for me to kind of level up, not only just the regular retreats, but how do I work with people that have seen these, you know, incredibly horrific things. And, you know, I never had an appreciation for that first responder community. And we had a firefighter come and say, you know, it, it's a thing to run into a burning building and you don't know any of those people. You have no direct tie to those people. And, and you just go, 
you know, you don't, you just, you just go and you just do it. And I, it had such an impact on me. I said, man, have I ever done anything that selfless for anybody, even like on a fractional level to that, you know, and I said, man, that's, that's pretty humbling. And I, I think what really struck us was, you know, they're getting some access to help and they're getting some access to services. And so we kind of start, turned our attention to the families and he said, well, what, what happens when they come home from a three day shift and they've seen something horrific, they've seen, you know, a, a, a dead person, a dead child, you know, and, and now the family has to absorb them back into the mix of what they're doing, you know, because the mom is cooking and bringing kids and doing things. And especially the spouses we saw, you know, the, the, the level of support for them was just really lacking. And so that's where we wanted to step in and be of help. And, you know, I just got off the phone with Steven and he's doing his next retreat and he's, he might be at a loss, you know, he might not even be making money off of this. And, um, but that's not his intent. His intent is to really help people. And so now we're looking into the space of how can we get the state to get involved and how can we drum up support with crowdfunding and, and, and raising money to, to, to allow more people to come on this and not put the financial burden on the family. You know, we want to be able to yeah. subsidize it for them. And that's, that's yeah, really that, our that's mission. Important. Right yeah, that, that's, that's so important that, you know, it's, you know, the, you know, a lot of first responders, you know, they don't necessarily make a ton of money and, you know, having to get them to say, yeah, you know, cause they're yeah, so like, Oh, I'm brave. I, you know, and it's, it's well, I'm brave them. and so I want... take this upon myself and th- all totally. that conversation. And, and what I think more, more people are realizing that is that when you see a traumatic experience, have a traumatic experience, even though it might be part of the job, right. As a first responder, you might, experience somebody that died or an accident or whatnot the energy of that that is created in that existence even though that you're trained to deal with it you still take it on and and then what happens is is if the if the first responder themselves doesn't know how to integrate it they then carry it home with them and now it gets spilled out across their entire family unit and it just it the stress just gets just it cycles and you have to do that self-care not only for yourself but for the family you know, and, and folks, this even if it's not first responders, this is you got a corporate job, you got, you got a regular job that's stressful. If you had a bad day and something kept came up, don't just keep it inside. You've got to find ways of moving it. And this is what John is talking about. This is the the self care, but not only self care, but doing it as for within the support system, so everybody's on the same page, and you can move that energy out to mm-hmm. to the to so you don't have to carry it, and you don't have to have anybody in your your immediate relationships carry it with you as well. Um, John, this work is super, super important. So what does, what, what does that look like? How does, how does a family go about um, seeing that, Hey, there's an alternate method of us dealing with the stuff that's coming up in our life, the stress that's caused by the husband's job or the wife's job, you know, whoever the first responder is, or, you know, or both are our first responders, right? Um, which how does a lot like? of that, yeah. Oh, yeah. How, how, do, how, do, how do people get involved with you? Yeah, so, you know, we, we've done well to kind of spread the word locally here in San Diego, and we've, we've, we've started to expand our offering. We've had people come from Chicago and Minneapolis, and we're hoping to really attract more people to know that, you know, I think the, the real thing that you hit on is that we, we need to create a safe space for people. You know, it, it's one thing to first fundamentally understand what stress and trauma is doing and what that's doing, not only to the individual experiencing it, but to the home dynamic as well. And that's sort of step one. And we have programs and integration for that where people can just reach out to us and, and have a conversation. And that all happens, you know, digitally and confidentially through our website. Um, but, you know, the next step is, is how do we make it easy for people to just say yes? You know, how do we make it easy for people 
that, whether it's financial, whether it's the logistics of getting there. So my team and from leading retreats now for a while are experts in if there's a will for you, if there's a want to, we do payment programs. We, you know, like I've had like my assistants go pick people up from the airport, like Matt, the, the firefighter I recommended, he drove all the way from Orange County down to San Diego the last time. He didn't have to do that. And he went and picked a lady up from the airport. So she didn't have to, you know, drive up. So really the second step is to say, Hey, if you want to do this, we're going to try to find a way for you. Um, and then the third thing is, you know, people need to understand that you can do the work on yourself and that's great. And you can have practices and you can set up systems within you, the confines of your home. But for me, what retreats have done for myself and for the people that have come is you break that, that system, you break that Monday to Friday thing, you break that feeling of getting up and going routine through your day. And when you have that change of scenery and then you get in the collective consciousness of there's other people that are doing this healing, doing that work, everybody's barriers start to break down. And even the person who's kind of the most closed up, they're the person by the end who's sharing and, and crying and laughing and they know they feel fully supported. And the last thing, you know, the, the fourth part, and frankly, we're still working on this is how do we reintegrate? You know, that's the last piece. And that's the, the, the piece, frankly, that I, I still think we need to do a bit better on. I think once people leave us, you know, we want to create support systems and whether it's Facebook groups or, you know, meetups, and some of them have taken it upon themselves. But I think we still want to look at how do those things, those tools go back with them into their day to day life. So whether it's a yoga practice, shifting their diet, um, you know, we, we do non, um, uh, nonviolent communication, but we also talk about compassionate communication and non transactional communication, but how do we take these tools and move them back into their day to day life. And I think once we can really do that, going to take this thing to the next level yeah and, and i think it's important to share here too folks is that you, you don't have to wait until you can't manage it anymore mm-hmm. you don't have to have a breakdown you don't have to well i'm good i'm good i'm good and then boom you're not good no this is stuff that if you start integrating things things now and take away the tools and practices that that john's talking about and integrate that you, you'll never get there because you've got a way of managing the energy and the stress that that comes up, and I know you know the 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 imagery that comes to my mind is especially when it comes to you know male first responders, we get the you know I'm going to go work it out in the gym, right? Um, that's great and all for you, but if you're in a relationship, right, that working out energy gets rid of the immediate angst, but to think that it's gone away, no, it's it's just found its way into the back back of your mind and now it's gonna come up in conversation on how you talk to your wife or how you respond to your kids. And that builds up over time and now the relationship crashes. So don't wait to get ahead of this. Get ahead of it now. Start integrating some of these practices in your life. And watch what happens. It's literally a huge, huge shift. John, this is, um, <laughs> we can talk about the importance, the, model- the modalities, the, all of this. You know, this is stuff that we've integrated into our life as entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. Don't have a boss, but yet, I, I'm, uh, I can't say that. God's my CEO. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's important. Let me just put it out. It is so important. John, the work that you're doing in the world, the fact that you had the courage to step out of the corporate world and into uh, into the yoga space, into the retreat space, 
uh, kudos, uh, the, the courage that that takes to be able to step forward and help others, uh, especially those who are helping others themselves, uh, is is a huge support and relief to know that they're that you're out there doing that work. Where thank can people? Well, you can know, thank you. Um, yeah. Where 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 can people go find more information about you? Yeah, so um, you can find us at SoCal, like Southern California Wellness um, Retreats dot com. Um, you can find us at shiftwellness.com and you can find us at crownfirebellas.com. And so in order, it's kind of our all things retreats and then shift is specific to first responders. And then Crown Fire Bellas is where people can go if they want to help us with donations. Um, it's all 5013C. It all goes directly to ensuring that um, first responders and their spouses and their families are going to have access to these programs to come on our retreats. Um, you know, we're working with organizations to try to get this, like I said, fully subsidized. Our mission is that if you have the want to, if you know you need this, if you know that you can use some tools in your toolbox, that all you have to do is say yes and you get to come. So hopefully sooner rather than later. There you go. Folks, go check it out. If you know a first responder, point them in John's direction. If you are a first responder, reach out. That you don't have to be in California for it. Reach out and connect with John. He's helping people. If you have a corporate job, if you're stressed, <laughs> go. <laughs> I know it. I know it, man. We can, we can, we can help you. And you know they're super affordable and they're super accessible. Anybody can come. No level of experience. You just, you have to want to dig deeper and you have to want to, you know, and you have to want it for yourself. So. Absolutely, go do it, folks. Go out there get in touch with your own wellness, realize you don't have to carry all of it on your own. There are solutions out there for integrating those techniques into your life. Go out there, incorporate your own superpowers, change the world. Take care. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.